when I'm on, they gon' have questions for me. What them bad hoes like? Can you bless me, homie? Did you buy those? We're back. Back to even. It is Friday, March 10th, 2023. Thank you, as always, for listening, coming along for this ridiculous ride with us. My name is Jeff. One of your guides on this lovely trip today, on this fine Friday, a trip to, uh, yeah, let's call it financial success or ruin, depending on which way you go. A trip of absurdity and hilarity most most of the time, frustration or fascination. You be the judge, but most importantly, a trip that gets you ready to crush your Friday, cruising into good times on the weekend, and most importantly, back to even. Joined as always by my good friend and fellow guide, Benito Santiago. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. 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 Hey, Ben. Oh, Ben. 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 Welcome back to even. And reality, Ben. How the hell are you, my guy? What up? Whoa, that was loud. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry for blowing your speakers out on a Friday morning right there. Wow. Sorry. Um, you know, I'm good, dude. Back, uh, living life. Uh, just living the dream, Jeff. How are you? Uh, it, hey, also, appropriately living, living appropriately, <clears throat> wow, living the dream. No, uh, yeah, doing well. Rough week up here, man. It's just been... Uh, odd weather a lot of snow ready for winter to be over it's march right like it i feel like i said this once but i'm cool with snow uh until the end of february and then i need to see a steady melt and grass soon (laughs) that's fair that's a fair take and you're getting more snow right now maybe this weekend huh yeah it's been snowing all day so that's great uh we got that going for us which is nice uh, and it's supposed to be like another six inches on Sunday or Saturday. I forget. I, I don't care. It's just too much. So I'm fucking Fuck over it. it. Bring it on. I'm you fucking know. done. Uh, this is going to put me in a good mood. I'm, I'm fucking happy to be here. Fired up. Yeah. Ready to fucking roll. How about you, man? Back to reality. Took a little trip back from yeah. vacation. Yeah. It's always tough. That first week back's tough. Yeah. It's a busy week too. Uh, you know, that's always the worst when you actually have to work and do things to be productive in society coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, someday this pod will really take off and more people will listen and we don't have to be productive in society. We can just do this. But until then, um, vacation was great. Slept till like almost noon on Sunday. On and off, little snoozes, you know, like, oh, let's not get out of bed, watch the Formula race. Nice. Um, yeah, don't really get it yet, though, but, <laughs> um, you know, it's just, first off, I don't like that they don't race every week, if I'm being honest. That's you a know? fair take. Sure. Uh, well... It's, uh, you know, these real hardcore drivers here in America called NASCAR drivers. Yeah. They get behind the wheel every week, traveling the country, right? These Formula One guys travel to different continents and stuff, and they take weeks off at a time. It's just kind of sad and pathetic, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't understand why they do it either. I'm, I'm assuming it has to do with the fact that they are continent hopping, yeah, literally, <laughs> compared to just literally. getting uh, on an interstate and driving to 
you know, the next race. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I'm not that deep into it either. Uh, and I don't want to make it a NASCAR B Formula One podcast. That's definitely not what I'm trying to do. No, we'll save it for another time. Um, but I'm just saying it was fun. You texted. I knew you had to bet on. And then to be up and then watch it, you know, that was kind of nice. Just like I said, but it was cool. You know, I I will say, right, uh, you know, Saturday and Sunday of the British Open, or I should call it the Open, are some yeah. of my favorite television viewing experiences because it's early morning. You don't have shit going on yet. Just drinking your coffee, waking up, you know, getting back. And yeah. you can watch a live sporting event. And that's pretty slick that that shit's on at the, essentially the same time. It starts at like eight, sure. 9 a.m., uh, depending on where you're at, what time zone you're in. but And it's over before noon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't understand how they don't pass each other really at all yet. Um, I get it, like you were telling me a little bit, like, we'll get into it some other time. I just got a lot to learn about Formula Uh. Hey, dude, watch the show. They will explain it to you. Yeah. No, I will. I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to get into the show. (laughs) We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Um, So you watch some Formula Uno. Yeah, watched some Formula Uno. Saw the Blue Man Group banging on some drums and shit. Um, yeah, you ever seen Blue Man Group? I have not. Only on TV. Probably good enough. What? <laughs> not a fan. Huh? Not. No. Uh, here's the. I was. We wanted to do a show. Tom wanted to do a show. And I really wanted to see like uh, David Copperfield. No, David. Yeah, David Copperfield or David Blaine. Okay. Right, they're both yeah, magicians, yeah. Um, but they weren't out there, and it was just kind of like shitty magicians, like Penn and Teller, um, some Shin Lim guy. I don't know. He's obviously Asian, um, but haven't heard of him, so I didn't know. But his name is actually Shin Lim. So, uh, fun fact: yeah. Shin is also on a limb. Yeah, correct. Hey. Look at us. So, Marketing actually good on them. Um, so we settled on the blue man group. I was, I was excited going in. Um, and like when they're playing the music and shit, it's kind of cool, yeah, because they're playing different, you know, PVC pipe and different drums and stuff. But when they're doing their skits and like puking out of their shirts, I was like, eh, who's this entertaining? Because it's not for me, and then. At the end of the show, they blow, like, all these streamers around and stuff. And probably my favorite thing is I watched a grown man reach down and grab the streamers on the way out and tear some up and put them in his pocket. Like, what are you going to do with that? These are my streamers from Blue Man Group. (laughs) For sure. You know they're going to print the ticket off, put it in a shadow box. Their kids are going to find it in 40 years and be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Why are you holding on to this, Dad? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Christ. I mean, it was fun. It was funny. Like they do some different things. It's it's very interactive, I should say. Right? Yeah. They crawl through the crowd, and uh, I think I probably just had too high of hopes for the Blue Man Group. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, sure. So, uh, they let me down. Maybe I let myself down. I don't know, but it's probably something like it's, it's a very Vegas show. Yeah. Right? Like the blue man group it is a Vegas show to a T. So 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say see it, but. <laughs> but also, like, don't go see it. If there's maybe, maybe something else you want to see. <laughs> see it with a better buzz on. Hey, there you go. Or, like, stoned. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, if you're into that, whatever. Yeah, under the influence of something. Sure. I can see how so, that would be a trip then. Yeah. It was still fun. Still had a good time. It was just, uh, like I said, I think I was too overhyped for the Blue Man Group. I was like, Blue Man Group? Hmm? I mean, you've heard about them for 30 years. So. Right, right. You know, I mean, it takes a lot to, like, have a 30-year run and still be killing it. You know, yeah, I'm going I think killing it's a little bit of a reach. No, 100%. I guess that's what I'm getting at, right? Like, out of the gate, everybody's, like, blown away by these three dudes painting themselves blue and doing all this weird shit on stage. But now it's kind of like, well, now you go to these shows and there are people, like, flying all over fucking back, you know? Correct. Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, is this what it was 30 years ago? Probably not. Also, like, we're talking, how many people do you think are in the Blue Man group? Oh, that's a great like, do question. Think, do you think it's just those three guys or they have like rotating? Hmm. Hmm. I bet they've got other dudes. For sure. I would have to assume so as well. Yeah. Um, somebody retiring, sick, illness, maybe somebody died. Who knows? Like, we don't know. We don't know who those people are. Yeah, I mean, we can probably figure it out, but it's too much. Just work. a very yeah, interesting, interesting job. Yeah. Like, what do you think somebody would say if you're like, yeah, I was in Blue Man Group? <laughs> I mean, do you think anybody would be, like, genuinely blown away? Or they'd be like, okay. Do you think they're partially, like, blue now? No, I was I was scoping them out. They paint their faces blue. They wear blue, rub like, the latex gloves, you yeah. can tell. And then it's some kind of cap. On their hair, like a swim cap for sure, over their ears and stuff. Okay. But still, 30-plus years of putting blue paint on your face, you got to have, like, a funny tint. Yeah, I don't think it's the same guys, for sure, like, as the first one. Like, they've definitely rotated through. I'm just wondering, like, if those three or more live at the Luxor for the residency. Because they have the blue man, like, uh... What do they call it? The Blue Man. Not arena, but maybe that's what it was called. The Blue Man Arena. And then I walked in it, maybe sat 500 people, and there was maybe 100 of us there. There you go. They kept pushing everybody towards the middle. I was like, well, I bought this aisle seat, so <laughs> I'm fine here. <laughs> Have you seen me? Uh, I want to mm-hmm. be on the aisle, right? Yeah. 100%. Big aisle guy. Absolutely. Without a doubt. So, so I yeah. mean, you started you you started to dive into it. I mean, I think it's only appropriate we just continue down this path. Uh, I mean, we got to we got to start with the Vegas recap, right? We hyped it last yeah. week. You know, how the hell did it go? What'd you see? What'd you do other than Blue Man Group? Win any money? How far did you walk? Like, I have so many questions. Okay, well, that's a great question. Um, I, I wish I would have taken uh, like a bet with the boys. Yes, I'm like, hey. How many steps do you think we're going to walk? It's absolutely incredible. Uh, I would have been like you on mine. I would have gone crazy high. So you were there, what, four days? Uh, Three days, four nights. Three days, four nights. All right. 
I'm going to yep. say, because you, you did some sports books, you went to a show. I'm going to say in three days, I'll go like 74,000. That's a good guess. A little lower. Okay. We're right around like 62,000. So that is a lot of steps, especially when we took the fucking monorail. Jesus. Well, you know, we didn't walk. We we took an Uber, so we stayed at Sahara, real nice place, mm-hmm. uh, for seventy bucks a night. I mean, the resort fees get you, but still, only one hundred twenty bucks a night after that. So yeah, yeah, you're staying in Vegas. It is a nice place. Uh, C plus on the food options at Sahara. Mm-hmm. They don't have like a good like hey we're drunk food court, you know. Sure. Um, food was good. They have a place called Noodle Den. Some of the best Chinese food I've ever had in my life. That was delicious. Um, the little sports bar in there, really good wings. So it's good food, but it's not a good a group of choices. Sure. Right. Sure. So, uh, yeah, we got in Thursday night. All drove up, had to drive through some snow near Kingman, Arizona. Pretty crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Like 30 degrees and snowing up there. Um and then we got checked in, hung out in the room, had a couple drinks, went down, gambled a little bit, uh, came out even on Friday, on Thursday night, and, you know, just overall tired, you know, so. Yeah. Slept in a little bit Thursday, Friday morning, did Fremont Street Friday, uh, Circus Sportsbook, top in the world. Yeah. Yeah, you sent a snap of that. That thing looked... It looks as glorious as I as it's pictured in my head, and the pictures are. Dude, uh, honestly, if we were to get a group of people to go out there, that's the place to go. So you have you can rent a table, yep. right? Like I'm sure it's more coming up this neck, not this weekend, but the following weekend with the tournament. Mm-hmm. But uh, this weekend when we're out there, from like noon to it might've been a full like 12 hour block noon to noon. You could sit at the table if you spent $750 and it was like the big table. that seats like 10 people. So 75 bucks a person for 12 hours. I think you're going to hit it. Oh, you know, with ease. Yeah, that's for two, sure. Two meals, right? All the drinks, that's two meals and a drink and you've paid your, your way. Right. So you've earned the table easy. So, um, but that was cool. Uh, also the drinks on Fremont. Holy smokes. Um, uh, I like a captain diet. Got ton like, um, they're about 11 bucks a piece, but they pour a one seven five in every drink. I swear. <laughs> uh, it was like a captain on the rocks with a splash of diet in a McDonald's large cup. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely insane, dude. I had three, and I was, like, hammered, <laughs> hammered drunk. And I was like, yeah, we got to get some water, Ton. So, uh, yeah, it was tough. Snuck it was up tough on you quick, boy. huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, Fremont Street is so old, too. Yeah, I mean, the last time I was in Vegas, like I t- talked about last week, it was, like, nine years ago, nine, ten years ago. Yep. And it's, the ex- like, Fremont Street is the exact same. Mm-hmm. It's it's worse actually. Uh, it's more gross now. Uh, got called an asshole 
by a guy trying to hand out some show tickets because I told him no thanks. He's like, hey, you guys want to go to a show? I was like, no thanks. And then he shoved the tickets like towards my chest. And I was like, yep, I said no. And then he's like, okay, asshole. And I was like, well, if I say no, fucking move out of the way, pal. Well, you didn't say the magic words. You didn't say no thank you. Well, also, I didn't have a Myrtle Beach t-shirt on. Like, the people, like we've talked about on my pod before, people that wear shirts of places they visited target those people yeah. because they're tourists as fuck. Yep. Right? So, uh, but no, Fremont was fun, man. We had a good time. Cheap Uber down, cheap Uber back. Played some slots that night at the hotel. Did okay. Saturday. Went up to the strip for a little bit, Miracle Mile, the shops at Caesars. Mm-hmm. And then we did this really sweet thing for the fights at the bar at our hotel. It was 100 bucks a ticket. Ended up being like with their fees and stuff. 100 bucks a ticket. You got a place to watch the fight, but it was all you could drink from 6 to 10.30. Nice. Except for it was a limit of what you could drink. So it was like proper 12, the rocks tequila, some crappy rum, and then some vodka, and then McUltras, I think was like the only beer on there. That's right. That's right. I remember you you sending us that. So I drank a lot of proper 12. That'll do you in. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. (laughs) So. But we won money on the fights. Met yeah, an interesting did. fellow from Montreal. Had a big bet out there. Poor guy didn't win. Uh, he had two hockey games. He had a four-leg parlay. Two hockey games. Uh, the Russian gal to retain her title and John Jones to win. He bet $9,000 to win 27000 And uh, it was a fun little exchange because, uh, you know, he's kind of is at the end of the bar just right across from us and, so I started talking to him and I was like, you got any money on the fights tonight? And he's like, yeah, buddy. And, you know, it's like, okay. And I could kind of tell he had two sleeve tats and one was all like casino related stuff, like poker chips, a roulette wheel, yeah. like the sevens, you know, like shit like that. I was like, oh, this guy's a gambler. Um, But uh, he didn't win long story short. And then he's like, he was super excited for me because I bet on the women's fight. Cause that's, I always do take the underdog cause it will hit. I mean, you'll get your return cause they get overhyped and they hit. But anyways, uh, he's like, I'm happy for you, man. How much you win? And I was like, $60, dude, put 10 down and I won 60. <laughs> so then I told him, I said, Hey, if you would have put that nine grand on her alone, you know, you would have won like $56,000, right? And he's like, yeah, I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) And he was a pro, he's a pro gambler. That's what he told me. He said that nine grand's no big deal. And 27 wouldn't even be close to his biggest win. Fucking hell. Do you imagine that life? No, dude. I mean, even like, let's just say we won the Powerball tomorrow, right? Whatever it is. You have millions of dollars. I would be shitting my pants putting 10 grand on anything. For sure. Like, I don't care if it's plus, you know, minus 12,000. I don't, you know, I don't care. Mm-hmm. There's no sure thing enough for me to be comfortable throwing 10 grand on. Right. Well, and so I wonder, like, how many of them chase, right, to get even, right? Because that, that's a strategy on a blackjack table, right? Put, sure. Put five... 
you know, you don't you don't hit next round, you put ten. Right? You essentially right. just keep doubling up and eventually when you hit, you'll get back essentially to even. Um shout out. Yeah, shout out. So I wonder if that's like something those guys do a lot. Yeah, but, but I don't again, know. I'm I just sure. couldn't imagine having that bankroll to like constantly be chasing that to to stay even or or slightly ahead or whatever it might be. Well, that's what I asked him too. I was like, "Hey, are you? Did you use an app or did you bet at a book?" He's like, "Only bet at books." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And he's like, "Why?" So I was just curious. Like, what would your cash out be if you hit two legs mm-hmm. on a nine thousand to win twenty seven thousand? You know, right? So, especially considering he had bet the two favorites after that. Correct. You know what I mean? So I, pro- I mean. He probably that I'm just gonna go out on a limb, but I'm gonna guess it was probably like fifteen grand. So he could have probably walked away six grand up. Jesus, it's wild. I mean, it's... Vegas doesn't set lines to lose. You know what I mean? Correct. So, Correct. But I, I they won't. To your point about UFC, I think like those lines get so skewed because there's so many people who just get caught up in the hypes and all in the hype of all of it. Um, yeah. And it's the one sport, man, that in bo- well, boxing as well, right? Like, you just need one punch. Or somebody gets caught in a bat, one bad position like that girl did. Yeah. You know, and it's night-night, lights out. But that's the thing, like, with the female fighters, and historically it's true. If you pick the underdog, mm-hmm. you're not going to hit every time. But especially in those title fights, you're going to win more than you lose. Because those girls, they retain for so long, and then they get overhyped, and it's happened time and time again, right? Like, Ronda Rousey losing to Holly Holm, Holly Holm losing to Misha Tate, Misha mm-hmm. Tate losing to Chris Cyborg. Like, the, the trend just keeps going yeah. all the way down to Amanda Nunez this last summer losing to uh, whoever, and then on Saturday night. I didn't even know who these girls were, to be honest. And we watched a lot of the fights, but I had no idea who they were. Correct. And I was like, well, I'm for sure putting money on the dog. And then I ended up going all dogs just to have fun in Vegas. And I came out ahead because of the ladies fight. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and that was the biggest dog of the night, I feel like. So good. For oh, you. yeah. She was my she was plus 600. Sheesh. So and I was, the place went nuts. Was so, I mean, that was also fun to be. Atmosphere bars like that too are so much fun. Uh, our senior year, we actually left your house. We had stayed at your house for your brother's 18th birthday. Yep. In the cities, and we went. We stopped at Mankato and watched Canada versus Team USA for hockey gold. And like Zach Brise scored with like 0.9 seconds left to send it to overtime. Mm-hmm. And that whole place, it was old Buffalo Wild Wings in Mankato downtown, just went crazy. And that was until probably this last week, like the most fun I've had watching a sport at a bar because everybody's invested, right? Like everybody in that place, I had to buy a ticket. So they were all in on the fights mm-hmm. and it was, fun. it was fun. So absolutely. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine it would have been it only would have been even crazier at like a book. Yeah, if we could have gone to Circa, that would have been, I mean, a blast, right? Like we bet at this really small book in the Sahara, and 
yeah, it was it was cool, but I mean, it was a tiny book. Um, we'll just get it out of the way. Shout out Ton. She went three for three. She's <laughs> she's gonna start her own sports betting podcast. She says so. Uh, yeah, she, you you created a monster. My no, man. I did. I have uh, everything. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I have. And good for her. Like, good for her. And one of her bets was against mine, but I was just fucking jacked because I knew she had picked, you know, uh, holy cats, I'm forgetting his name now. Uh, John Jones. John Jones. Yeah. Uh, by, no, it's just Moneyline, right? She took him Moneyline, and then I talked her into, she was like, well, what about these finished things? And I was like, yeah, if you want to take it like by submission, that's like the most popular one right now. And it was plus 330, and we were putting 10 on everything. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I like that. And so, you know, she didn't know that she liked that, but she liked that. And there she was, and winning she, money. And she found out she likes winning. She likes winning money. Now she's hooked. Yeah. I think the funniest part of the whole deal was when we cashed the tickets because she didn't have any cash. And I was like, I'll give you the cash, whatever. And so when we cashed the tickets, I took my $30 back because I funded her winnings. Yeah. Yeah. And so then she's like, I only won $46. And I was like, Yeah, but essentially you gambled nothing. So that's a really nice win. So. <laughs> Oh, ladies, uh, yeah. in the poker game of life, women are the ultimate rake. <laughs> yeah. So, but she loves it. She was just confused as to, she's like, why don't I have $70? I was like, oh. but it was, it was funny. I mean, it's just what I was just trying to explain to her. Like, these are your winnings. Like you get your money back. Right. Like, mm -hmm. And and we all were at once. So I'm not just shitting on Tom Correct. like that's all totally. I'm going to do. I had, I had no idea what the money line once meant or how to figure that out. But we do a lot of gambling, and now it's like I'm like Rain Man. I can configure the odds real quick. <laughs> I can tell you how much you're going to win or lose on ten bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. Once you get the hang of it, it's super simple. But yeah, the first couple times you're doing it, you're like, wait a second. Ten dollars to win nine dollars and thirty cents. So that's minus what you, you know. It's just yeah. it hurts your head initially. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, once you get the hang of it, it's oh okay. Yeah, well, I also get my ten bucks back, and so I went right. To, you know, blah blah blah. So yeah, it's fucking that's awesome, man. Uh, so yeah. when I'm assuming you already booked your next trip, like you're just going back. Not yet, but uh, <laughs> I did tell her, like, I mean, yeah, that was such an easy drive, four hours. Um, we ran into some fellow Martin Countyans. Wow. Uh, I think one of them listened to this pod, Ben Carlson. Shout out, we ran into him, him and his brother, so it was hilarious to be, like, in Vegas and see some people from Martin County. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was wild, but then they're like, you know, oh, do you, what, you guys fly out here? That's going to be a really quick flight. And I was like, actually, we just drove four hours. And they're like, we'd be broke. And I was like, yeah, there's nothing that fun within four hours of Fairmont or Martin County in general. Right. No. Like, it's just, you know. No. Well, and to be fair, there's not a lot of places that are that close to that level of fun and entertainment. No, but, like, we're, we live in a good spot for road trips. Five hours to San Diego. 
Yes. Four hours, four-ish hours, right, depending on traffic, to Vegas. Yep. Um, you can go to, I think Denver is probably like a eight, eight, nine-hour drive. It's not terrible, right? So yeah, Salt Lake is probably the same. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can do a lot of weekend trips if you wanted. For and sure. you can drive into Mexico if you want to get real crazy. Get four real hours crazy, from the border. So. Shout out. Shout out. Good for you. Good for you. So, all in all, good weekend, good trip. Yeah. Highly recommend. Oh, yeah. Go to Vegas more. If you, I mean, we did it kind of like how we talked last week. Like, you can do it cheap or you can do it spendy. We splurged on some shit, and then we cut it back on others, you know? Mm-hmm. Shared some chicken strip meals because we're like, holy fuck, 25 bucks for a four-piece chicken. You know what I mean? Like, right. So, it's like, yeah, you know, but it's a tourist town, so expect to spend money. Mm-hmm. And when you find a deal, take advantage of it. Uh, one place on Fremont Street had 99-cent bottles of water, and they were the 20-ounce, like, regular bottles. I was like, I can't believe this. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, just find a deal, take advantage of it. and uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's fun. Do the whole thing. Do a show. It's cool. Uh, I highly recommend that monorail. Extremely cheap. Gets you up and down the strip in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, 100%. Any crazy uh, people running into oh, any crazy Oh, all kinds people? of them. Yeah. Um, the marijuana, I'd probably fail a drug test right now just from smelling <laughs> marijuana this weekend. Uh, but there's also an extremely high homeless population in Vegas. Yeah. Like crazy high, which brings you to wonder. Do people come there and gamble away their life and don't have a way to get back and have to sell stuff? You know what I mean? Like sometimes when you get like there's homeless populations in every metro, but I think like there more than anywhere, I overthought, why are these people homeless? Mm A couple of them were zombies like I see here, clearly on fentanyl, right? Like just doing drugs. That's 99% of homeless people. But the police don't really deal. They do deal with it a little bit like – in the heavy trafficked uh, areas, like they were trying to like lay down in the like median, like, like, you know, cause they're all palm trees and shit. So yeah. one guy was setting up his tent and five cops showed up and they're like, Nope, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So. I feel like the strip is fairly well managed, but a lot more police presence too, than I remember in the past, mm-hmm. like just two police and pairs of twos just walking. Yeah. Um, I think it's a place easily for people to feel unsafe, but it's probably a fairly safe place. If you aren't an idiot and aren't out all night and in sketchy places, right? But if you're on highly, you know, Fremont Street, the Strip, highly lit areas, you're going to be fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think like, geez, in the last 10 years, they've had some pretty public, like, tragic, you know, tragic situations that have unfolded. So... Yeah, right. you know, and it's not obviously just the police's job there. The strip, those casinos themselves do a really good job of trying to, like, make sure that those places are safe as well. Um, oh, yeah. It, you know, again, like, now that's why the road is essentially fenced off. You can't just, like, walk out into it. They don't want people, you know. You got to essentially, like, go into the hotel um, to then get out onto the strip. Correct. In most places, right? Uh, and so they're, they're, they're kind of trying to control access to it. Um, as opposed to, it's just, it's just a random street where anybody could walk on. Uh, right. I mean, you can, it's just, it takes some work. 
Yeah, it, there's a ton of water. I mean, like I said, we rode the monorail system, and we still put in 60,000 steps in three days. And one day we were at Fremont Street the whole time. I think you could walk Fremont Street front to back 12 times before you hit, you know, 10,000 steps. It's not that big of an area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was definitely our least traveled day. But like we talked about, dude, the strip is such a mind fuck. Yeah. Like you think something's right there because the buildings are a thousand stories tall and it's not right there. <laughs> no. no. So I love it. I love it. I will say like Excalibur, uh, that smelt the same way it smelt when I was like seven years old. Uh, <laughs> going out there, they still have the little arcade in the basement. Yeah. Uh, Brought back a ton of memories, but what a shithole some of those places are, too. Also, so sad. Isn't that crazy? Like, to, yeah. s- to see, you know, the the MGMs, the Venetians, the Bellagios, you know, Caesars, Aria, and then you see the Excalibur or yeah. New Luxor. York. Yeah, New York, New York, right? Like, these, these places that you feel like are just begging to be bought and torn down. Oh, yeah. There's one. Uh, God, I wish I would remembered what it was called. Um, but it was completely closed. And you could see the broken windows on the hotel rooms. And, like, the whole front area where there was bars. And they obviously had, like, the Fat Tuesday stand just destroyed out front. And you just walk past it. But it's also crazy, like, when you have a lot of money, you can do a lot of things to get more money and buying large properties and claiming bankruptcy is one of those things. Yeah. So like the Sahara, that's where we stayed, right? Like that was a Sahara forever. These guys bought it. One of the partners claimed bankruptcy. So then the other partner changed it to the SLS. And then the original guy bought it back after it claimed bankruptcy and then changed it back to the Sahara. Like, it's but all of those have that same kind of story for sure. You know, outside of the south end of the strip where MGM now owns everything. They yep. own the Luxor, they own Mandalay Bay, they own Excalibur, they own New York, New York. Yep. I don't know. It's just nuts, man. It's a if you haven't spent time there, do it. It's cool. It's I like Fremont Street, like I said last week. That is Vegas to me. And that's that I mean, that's where all the, you know, the Rat Pack, all the legends of Vegas, that's where they got their start down there. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just, it's cool. Did you, uh, did you see that big Resorts World thing? That big, ball? yeah, we did. <laughs> Fucking nuts, dude. So, there's a lot of stuff going on in there. And also, so, you know, in Vegas, like they'll tape, not, I guess not tape, but you know what I'm saying? They'll put like ads or like posters of upcoming events on the outside of the yeah. the casino, right? Like the big drop down thing. Yep. Resorts world is fucking LED board, the whole thing. And yeah. it's constantly switching. Yeah. Unreal. Isn't that it, so so they had it lit up and they were doing shit on it. Huh? Yeah, like they were showing like you know, a Luke Bryan residency, two months this, and then it was like Sam Hunt these days to these days. And then it was like it was like a, a billboard, but it's the entire side of the hotel is an LED board that just keeps changing. That's so crazy. Like what if you're in one of those rooms? Is that gonna keep you awake? <laughs> That's exactly what I said. And not even those rooms, but like across the street is the win and the encore. Oh. 
And so if you're facing that shit, what do you think 25 billion lumens looks like through your fucking hotel window? <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, yeah. Also, I would love to go golf the the golf course at the win. Mm-hmm. I've never really seen that before, but then you see it when you take the monorail. That is a beautiful course. Yeah. That there, is way cool. So, there's a lot. 500 bucks, 550 bucks at tea time. Yeah, there's a lot of good golfing out there. Um, I believe it. You know, if you can get out, I think it's like Wolf Creek or Shadow Ridge or something. You know, they're kind of like off. They're not on the strip. Um, you know, they're like 30, 40 minute drives, but you know, just like in Arizona, right? Where you, you're, you're in the mountains, you're in these canyons. It's, it's, it's super cool. But yeah, the wind stuff, I mean, it's like right by the strip and you're just like, holy shit, yeah. that looks awesome. It, it is. It's sweet. Also, before we move on from Vegas. Yes. RIP buffets, dude. Oof. All of them, huh? I couldn't find All one. of them. Well, the only one that might still be open, which I don't know if I'm ever eating there, is the Luxor. So, yeah, probably... I mean, pick and choose, pick and choose your tendonitis, you know, yeah. tendonitis. Uh, yeah, any of the diseases that you think you could get from eating food, pick it. Yeah, you'll probably get it at the Luxor. Yeah, that's too bad. It's... I was really bummed about the Aria because we, I, I had Ton talked into it. And I was like, if that's 75 bucks, you know it's going to be high quality. She is very anti-buffet. Get it. Okay. <laughs> Buffets also outside the Midwest are not as big, right? Like Midwest, potlucks, right? Buffets. Yep. You remember Old Country Buffet in Mankato? That was oh, like yeah. a fucking specialty cuisine, dude. Yeah. The Royal Fork. So, yeah. Golden Corral. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's just one of those deals that's like... I get it. Wish there was a way to bring them back. I think I was more surprised. I mean, not, I mean, if the, you just think if Aria is charging 75 bucks a plate, they could probably employ a couple people to stand around and hand you food. Well, so I guess I would kind of ask you. I, so I'm assuming they're closed down just due to COVID, right? And all that that brought with it, but when you were in the when you're in the casinos, not you know buffet related, did you get did you get the vibe or the feel that like COVID was a big deal? No, that's what shocks me. I mean, like yes, was there? Do we see a a lot of people with masks? Yes, I mean anytime, but it doesn't really fuck with me because I see that here. Like, I go to the grocery store, and there's still people that wear masks. You probably see that shit there, too, right? Yeah, like, but that's a personal choice. Like, was the casino... Like, right. Are they no, no. Nobody in the chips? casino... No. Right. No. But, you know, also, I saw a lack of people coming around to give me a free drink while I was gambling, too. Interesting. I bought some... I bought two Captain Diets on the floor of the Sahara after the fights and two bottles of water. Take a crack at what that cost me. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go... So, all in, I'm going to go $30. Higher. Get the fuck out of here. Guess. All right, 40 Higher. 50 Forty-seven ninety-eight. 
without a tip. Jesus. For two bottles of water and two Captain Dice. I was like, you're shitting me. That's insane. Yeah, it is insane. And then all of a sudden, riding the elevator up to the 24th floor to make a drink every 10 minutes sounded like a better idea. Yeah, I I hear that. Good. (laughs) Because Vegas is the only place in the world where open containers, not a thing. Yeah. So. (sighs) Fucking hell, man. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, and I've heard that that whole, you know, the free drinks aren't flowing as much as they used to unless you're gambling big. Yeah, I think they're probably hanging out in the high the high roller rooms or high limit rooms, right, whatever. But it's still like, I mean, I saw, I mean, people were winning money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we, we just did this thing inside their bar where we spent 100 bucks and then got a drink for free, essentially, for mm-hmm. four and a half hours. So... How many people are spending a hundred bucks on the casino floor and you can't bring them a Bud Light? Right. Like, yeah, that's okay. crazy. That's crazy. Like, I, you know how much the casino pays for booze? Yeah, not much. Not much at all. No. So, just it was just kind of crazy. Just very different from my last trip to Vegas. Yeah. Because like the last time I spent all my money, I was young. I didn't have a ton of money to be gambling, anyways, and I spent almost everything I had <laughs> and uh, I got to a point where I was literally like for the last two days I would put $20 in on like a jacks or better machine play a quarter at a time mm-hmm. and just sit there and then the, yeah, I'll take a Bud Light yeah, I'll take Captain Diet you know just mm-hmm. drink it for free because I had no money right right so very different but uh Still, I'm not, I mean, don't want to sound like a complainer. I mean, I got to spend four days in Vegas, so. What's your perfect Vegas timeline? Like, uh, you know, four days is good. Five would be awesome. Six is too much. I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah, dude, the three full days was good. I would think, I think like one more full day would have really been like, oh, perfect. I think if you can do four full days, Mm -hmm. so four days, five nights would probably be like, the perfect amount is anything more than that. You're going to, you know, I can get out of hand. Vegas is one of those. You got to find a sweet spot of staying too. So I like that question. Yeah. And everybody's going to have a different threshold, right? Of right. You know how much they, they enjoy the gambling and the going out versus, you know, I just kind of want to like take it in, but then they get tired of paying $50 for two drinks and two waters. Yeah, correct. You know what I mean? So, especially when we bought a case of water and a handle of Captain. So, <laughs> sheesh. Yeah. So, so that's it. That's Ben's Vegas trip. That was it in a nutshell. Also stopped at the Hoover Dam. Shout out American Construction. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Big natural park guy. National park. Natural park. Pick your word, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I do enjoy it. Uh, national parks are neat. Don and I have been to quite a few this year. There's also a ton in Arizona. Uh, almost died in Northern Arizona, Labor Day weekend. I think, you know, boys know that story. So we'll leave that there. My fat ass hiked up 27 floors at 7,200 feet elevation. So the lungs were tired by the time we got to the top. 
Yeah, that's um, good luck, man. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. I got to the top and there was old people heading down. I was like, you should turn around. <clears throat> You're not going to like what's down there when you got to come up. So, <clears throat> oh, Christ. but uh, Hoover Dam. Super cool. Super cool. Have you, you've been, obviously? Yeah, my dad used to do this bike ride uh, for like uh, MS uh, yeah. when we lived in Arizona. And so he'd ride from Phoenix essentially to the Hoover Dam to raise money. And so we'd kind of like truck along. But yeah, been there a couple times. I cannot stand standing there and looking over the edge. Are you a heights guy or no? Uh, well, I don't know how to answer that question. I do not like heights. So you're not. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's no, I'm not a heights guy. Uh, as specifically in, in situations like that, um, I, I don't like bridges. I don't like driving over bridges. Um, Interesting. From the 91 World Series when, you know, all the video is of essentially like the Golden Gate Bridge, like collapsing, like down yeah. level or not the Golden Gate, but uh, the Bay Bridge where the levels are like collapsing. Like, I don't know. I just it's it freaks me out. And that's like my worst fear is being wow. on the edge of something like that and some like an earthquake happening or all of a sudden the dam just gives way. And there I go. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be uh, like. I just know, like, if I fall over this, I'm dead. So I think that, like, eliminates the fear. Yeah. Well, that's not a positive outcome to the situation. No, for <laughs> sure it's not. Like, I'm not trying to, like, hop over the edge either. I'm just saying, like, I know in my head, like, I think that's where, like, if I fall, I, I'm dead. Like, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, you're going to have probably 10 seconds of like scared in your sure. brain. And then you're never going to know the difference again. Uh, totally. I, I'm aware it's irrational, Ben. Uh, I'm very so, well aware of it. Yeah. Uh, we, my wife and I hiked like some pyramids in uh, Belize, these top of these temples. And she's like sitting on the edge and like taking pictures of her feet. And I'm like hugging the wall in the back. I'm like, nah, I'm good, babe. Uh, I'm good right here. Just in case something yeah. happens, maybe I have a seizure and fall off. I don't know. I'd rather just fall on the top here and not go rolling all the way down. Uh, yeah. It's, it's completely irrational. I get it. I, I also feel like I probably overestimate my athleticism way too much where I feel like I, I could probably work my way out of anything physically. <laughs> like I really feel like that. You know, yeah, it's just a confidence thing. I think like I feel like not like maybe I'd become the world's best diver that day. I fall off the Hoover Dam and I would land it perfectly and I just swim up and everybody would be like, yay, you know, yeah, I no, don't know. That fall but would I kill just, you. I mean, you go splat splat real quick, man. For sure. Yeah. Water is like concrete at that um, height for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you never you just got to talk yourself into stuff and that's how you do it. <laughs> Um, did there is a really cool kind of sad though um, monument at the Hoover Dam? Yeah, the dog who owned a dam. Have you ever seen that? No. They found a puppy while they were building the Hoover Dam, and okay. he never left. And they never named him. His name was just Dog, okay. and they built him a tomb. And he died at the dam. He never left the dam. He was just with the dam workers all the time. He was the damn dog. And 
it was a, it's a cool little story. They have a little, you know, plaque and some pictures of him and looks like a little black lab maybe, uh, but pretty interesting. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Love that. So, shout out, Tina. Love that. Uh, yeah. One day we'll have to get into like all the conspiracy theories of the Hoover Dam. I'm sure you've heard of them. Seeing as you're such a moon landing guy. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, the Hoover Dam go to the moon, too? <laughs> what did it cover up? Oh, you'll never know. <laughs> the Colorado River? <laughs> well, yeah, definitely choked that shit out. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, uh, get to the Hoover Dam. It's fucking dope. Spit off of it. Don't stand close, too close to the edge if you're me. And have a great day. Amen. Um. Do you, you see this KJ Osborne shit? Yeah, hero, fucking greatest human alive, saving dudes. Uh, that's that's awesome. nuts. Yeah, so awesome. Like seeing a situation like that and being like, "Let's go, let's let's just go." Right. Not enough people do that in the world. Um. So if you didn't hear, I'm sure you have. Uh, especially if you listen to this, you're probably into sports. KJ Osborne, two of his buddies, like rescued. Some people from a burning car. Like, help pull him out. Um, yeah, and he's getting a ton of love for that, ton of press. It's badass. He should. Uh, and, yeah, he's a Minnesota Viking. So, good to get headlines for that as opposed to the love boat. Skull. 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 Yeah. Um, no, that was really neat. I did enjoy seeing that. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it does make you think, though, Situation like that, I'm probably a fight, not a flight kind of guy, I'd like to think. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't you think you'd be like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Like, I better run over there and help or try to. 100%. Yeah. Uh, definitely that guy. Yeah. Uh, unless it's, like, on the edge of a dam or on a bridge. Then I'm probably going to be like, hey, you just got to crawl <laughs> over here. I can administer CPR to you if you get 10 feet away from the edge. Megaphone to the burning car. <laughs> if you can get out of there, all right, I'll help you. I'll help you once you're out of that burning car that's upside down. But it's just no, that's, it's very close to the edge. I might fall in. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, I, but outside of that, definitely. Uh, definitely yeah. that guy. Um, no, it's pretty neat. It is. Uh, speaking of Vikings, though, mm. some wild times. Eric Kendricks, goodbye. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Yeah, it's all happening. It's all happening. Uh, saw some rumors today. Vikings got a trade offer for Dalvin. Oh, take it! Well, I mean, what is it? A fucking bag of balls? A new drugs machine? Right. I think the I think the rumor is it's a fifth round pick. Dude, all in. Take it, right? Um, to who, though? Do we know? No idea who. It, that's just the current rumor. Um, also heard or saw Zadarius, like, sent a farewell. Zadarius sent a farewell message on Instagram or Twitter or something, basically saying thanks for everything and is essentially asking to be released. Which, um, that's, that's, oh, that was one of the things I want to talk to you about, which is, Sorry. Uh, well, extremely wild to me. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm not really a hundred percent sure how negotiations work or contracts work like that. So the guy wants to be released, right? If they just released him on the team's free will, they'd have to pay him money. Correct. But if somebody's like, Hey, get me the hell out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. Post a thank you to school nation. I think those were his exact words on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, post a thank you to school nation. Do you think he would be like, do you think, they're talking to the agent and be like, Hey, if he doesn't want to be here, we're not going to pay him. Like you're going to void the contract asking for a release. Like, do you think that voids the contract? Well, it doesn't. Um, as long as he shows up, but right. That's what he wants, right. Is to get out of his current situation with the Vikings and just sign with whoever he would like. For sure, but, and they can have him because he is overrated, <clears throat> overpaid, underperforming defensive end in his mid thirties. So. Right? Yeah. Well, and to me, like I back to what you're saying, I feel like if someone does that, the team should be able to go to the league and say they don't want to play for us anymore. We're happy to let them go. Let's just rip this shit up and call it good. I think so. hundred percent. That should be a thing. You know what I mean? And I bet, honestly, so like the big talk right now is guaranteed contracts, especially for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. If that's going to be a thing, then that then the, the teams have to have something too. And that's going to be it. Where if you ask for a trade or release, we can just void your contract and let you go for free. Mm-hmm. If at any time your agent reaches out and says, you don't want to be here, we can just, okay, see ya. It's got to go both ways. But... But, so the flip side of that, right, you get somebody on a great deal, team-friendly deal. Yeah. Right? And they're like, well, I'd like my release. You know, then what do you what do you do then? Right? You, you're kind of stuck. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I don't know. I just think it's uh, – I don't know, man. I just sometimes struggle with – with those guys, I guess, like, I don't know, like, what, where does the Darius Smith think that he's going to go? You know, like, everybody watched him. I think he's been one of the most overhyped defensive ends in the league forever. He, he has terrible use of hands. He, he honestly, just he's a bull rusher, and he gets to the quarterback ten times a year because he's on the field a lot. I, I, it's truthfully what I believe of yeah, him. Right. You could get, you trade Delvin, and then we can get a guy in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't yeah. know. I yeah. guess uh, we'll see. Also, the Lamar stuff is nutty. Back one second, rewind back to the Vikings. Uh, Thielen and the Vikings are in like talks right now to um, release, restructure slash move on, move on. So it's all happening, right? Like this team is going to look wildly different next year, which is great. So. Which is great. Yeah. Um, like, I know that's the tough thing about pro sports is people yep. get so wrapped up in players that they forget that they have to pay them a certain amount of money and run a profitable business, and their end goal is to win. Right. And I'm sorry, but a 33-year-old white wide receiver that's getting $19 million, throw that 19 mil over to JJ plus mm-hmm. whatever he's getting now, Yeah, and I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. He fell off a cliff last year. It was too bad. Um, 
And so, you know, obviously, selfishly, I'd love to see him say, yeah, man, it's been a hell of a fucking ride. I made way more money than I ever should have. And For I sure. do want to retire as a Viking, so I will take the minimum, play like another year or two, help mentor whoever you got coming in, and then I'll retire. Ride off into the sunset. And, and you'd be a fucking legend. For sure. For and he already ever. is. Correct. But it's uh, obviously it's always a little tainted. Like if you just go somewhere else. Right. Uh, so you, I don't want to see that out of, I would hate to see that out of him and hate to see that impact his legacy. It, it, you know, what if he goes and signs with the saints? Well, I mean, I get it, but like at the end of the day, like people who are true, like legends too. So here, I'll bring up two names. Yeah. Where did Chris Carter go play after he left the Vikings? Great question. No idea. Miami Dolphins. People yeah, don't remember. Where'd John Randall go? No idea. The Seahawks. People forget real fast. Yeah. And they're just Vikings forever, right? So, like, Adam Thielen's probably got one or two more years. Sure. And he'll probably go to a team. And it's not like he's going to go to a team and be a stud. Yeah. He'll probably get lost on the depth chart. Maybe he'll catch three, four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is what it is. That's Maybe fair. Maybe he'll go That's to fair. New York with Aaron. That's fair. That's a good point. Um, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I'm way too hung up on that, and I really don't care. Yeah, he he's not worth 19 million anymore, and so they no. do, they do have to move on, and it is what it is. Uh, obviously, that's what I'd like to see, but neither here nor there. Speaking of, and you brought it up, Lamar Jackson and this fucking tag situation that he's got going on, dude. Would you or would you not, in a heartbeat? Offer him and give up two first round picks for him. Okay. Or would you not? No. It's it's really I understand why people are not. But if I was a struggling team, I absolutely would. Okay. But if I'm at a an already a contending team, like if I made the playoffs last year, like the Vikings, I would not. Okay. First off, two first-rounders, whatever you can get. You're probably not getting a league MVP with those two, which you are with Lamar. Mm -hmm. But if you get a guy like Lamar, you have to rebuild your offense to fit him. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's the thing. That's where everybody else is hung up, where Lamar is so special because of what he can do with his legs. And he's he's a great passer, but he's not a pocket passer. He lives on off-schedule shit. Runs around, makes plays, right? So, yep. to me, that's why there's been the lack of people jumping at the bit. But if I'm the Washington communist or, I, I mean, I the Panthers, I mean, any of these teams who don't really have a quarterback, Atlanta, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a chance. And we're going to rebuild our offense this offseason, put in a bunch of quarterback run stuff, like you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. You just got to do it. But the top tier teams, yeah, I get that they're not. I mean, to me, giving up two firsts, which I get can be great things, um, is not that steep of a fucking ask. No, it's not at all. It's not at all. And so, if with respect to the Vikings, Right, you're already paying a quarterback a ton of money. 
you have one more year. So if there's a possibility for you to kind of seamlessly transition from Kirk, which who I, I think we all think probably doesn't have 10 more years in the tank. Correct. For only two first round draft picks, which who were our last two first round draft picks? Well, Lewisine broke his leg terribly. Who knows how he'll turn out, right? Christian Darisaw was the other. He's almost top three left tackle in the league. He's right? questionable. Yeah. He's 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 blossoming. I get it. I think there's also a lot of concern with the fact that. See, this is the thing. This is the first time Lamar is the first quarterback where a team went all in on Lamar to the Ravens, right? Like they took him and they're like, okay, we're going to build an offense to fit him because every other time there's been a quarterback like Lamar that's came from college. They're like, why don't you try wide receiver mm-hmm. or why don't you learn how to be a pocket passer? And then everybody's like, Oh, he's a bust. Well, that's not what Lamar is. So they put a bunch of miles on Lamar too. And he hasn't played a full season the last two. And I think that's also a scare. Cause it's not, it's not pennies sure. they're playing with, right? Like you're still going to have to pay the guy and he wants a fully guaranteed contract. So you have to meet or exceed the Ravens and then give up two first. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the scare where I love Lamar. He's an exciting player, but I can understand. Like if you went into like the GM shoes for a second mm-hmm. where you're really like, not only you're, you are, you're salvaging your future, two first rounders and a ton of capital. Mm-hmm. Where, like, the Vikings have to remove themselves already because of their cap situation. They could cut yeah. everybody and they'd be fucked. It doesn't yeah. matter. Right. Um, and then also you have to have a coordinator that's willing to change everything they do to tailor to Lamar. For sure. And, like, the Vikings aren't in that position, you know? Like, I mean, if you had a bunch of, like, that's why I think, like, Carolina – Atlanta, these teams that don't have like stud wideouts, like the Vikings from here on out, as long as Justin Jefferson's here, they have to have that great throw a dime pass, you know, right? Not a, not a core. I mean, if he can run, that's a plus, but not the first progression in his game is running for sure. For so sure. I just think it's a wild thing. And I think everybody should be talking about it or at least pay more attention. Cause it's the first time where it's like a, a league MVP from three years ago is on the trading block essentially, and nobody's fucking talking about it. Right. And on the trading block for essentially pennies. Nothing. Right. Like how many first round, first rounders would you give up for a franchise quarterback? Just object- I'm saying. objectively. Yeah. I think like most teams would probably say three, even that's what I'm saying. Like Washington, Atlanta, yeah. Carolina, the jets. Yeah. Like those are the teams they got to just say, fuck it, go. I mean, the Jets are trying to go get 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to give up three picks, and it's – don't turn on ESPN because it's going to be a media shitstorm when the Jets do that because why did they go get Aaron Rodgers and not Lamar, mm-hmm. right? I can't imagine that narrative already. It's going to yeah. be fucking annoying. Correct. So, uh, but it is what – I mean, it's just nuts, man. It's it's crazy. It is. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is. I saw that and I immediately I'm like, golly, like the compensation for that just blows my mind. Because um, if you were to try and go get, like even Pat Mahomes, you'd probably have to give up five first rounders for him. Oh, you'd have. To, 
You're you talking know, about a Herschel Walker trade, dude. Correct. That's what I'm saying, right? It, and so it it feels like a very uh, like a steal, but I also understand what you're saying. You, you do have to go all in on him and change Correct. everything. It's not just plug and play, uh, and that you're instantly upgraded. So, yeah. But speaking of Rodgers to the Jets, your thoughts? If that honestly comes to fruition. How insane is that? That him and Brett Favre have the exact same career path. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> but if he comes here in two years, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, no. It, uh, hard pass on that. Hard pass I on that I don't want 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers. No, I know he's good. Uh, well aware of that. Uh, definitely not like saying he's bad at football, but I think it's beautiful that yeah, he's tried really hard to like get out of his shadow, and it, by all accounts, he has. Right, he's his own player, won a For Super sure. Bowl just like Favre did. But now he's going to go do the exact same thing, and has done this. Will I? Won't I? Just like Brett Favre did, and I. I hope he goes to New York, and I hope they are fucking terrible. Yeah, I mean, I think Jordan Love's going to suck too. God. Let's just throw it out there. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the Packers to suck. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know we've talked a lot. We don't have any hindering on what NFL teams do. Like we're fans. And that's why we hate other teams is because Packers fans are the worst. Mm -hmm. And I'm sick of hearing, Oh, no Super Bowls. Packers have had 30 plus years of back to back hall of fame quarterbacks. Yeah. And they've won. Two Super Bowls. Yep. Two. Yeah. Pat Mahomes has been a starter in the league for five, and he's got two. Right. So. Right. Just, you mean, like, it's, I don't know, man. It just blows my mind. It's, I, I, I was so shocked to hear that, that it's almost a done deal. Um, I'm excited to see what that deal looks like. I'm also going to be a little frustrated if they do get like three or four first round fucking picks yeah. for a 39 year old quarterback. Right. I was going to say, uh, just like the TC bet, like what if he picks all six when we're giving him shit? What yeah. if Jordan Love is good and they give up three firsts for him and now the Packers are just loaded for the next 15 fucking years? Yeah. No, I mean, that's why sports are beautiful, right? Yeah, just remove my fucking eyes. Uh, I, 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 I'm done. Like, I don't want to watch anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, just be a college football fan. No trades. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, I was, <sighs> I'd give up. Jeff, I, I was kind of riding high until you threw that out there. But, so, okay, so what do you think they will have to give up for him? So the Packers have said three firsts is the minimum offer. Well, but I mean, here's the thing. I mean, if I'm if I'm the Jets, I tell you to go fuck yourself because they they have made it known they don't want Aaron Rodgers anymore. They're ready to move on. They're publicly saying they're tired of his shit. Right. You've given you've given up leverage. You know your your position. Yeah. So uh, no thanks. We'll give you a first. I think it- I bet it'll be a first and a second and maybe like another second mm-hmm. because that contract. 
somebody's got to somebody's got to pick up fifty million dollars the next two years. Yeah, that's a brutal. I can't. Oh. I cannot believe they signed him to that. Whatever. I can't either. Such I can't a, either. Ugh, such a pre Madonna. Um, Incredible. Any other hot? Any other news you want to discuss? I got two stories that I heard uh, this last week that I I, I want to get your opinion on. Okay, I just did you did you watch or listen? I listened to a lot of the players today. Did you keep tabs today at all? Yes, uh, was kind of scoreboard watching. Had a busy day, but was able to yeah. kind of check in here and there. So who's in the lead? Never heard of him. Oh, exactly. Yeah, never heard. Oh, of exactly. Him. Right? Like, remember last week when we were talking about them changing this shit to the top seventy in the world? Right. Yeah. Who is this? This is exactly what I'm talking about. This guy came out on fire. Yeah. And no one, I mean, obviously people, hardcore golf fans do. Mm-hmm. And I don't I mean, we pay attention and bet on golf every week and we know where they're at. And we know, I mean, we're probably considered hardcore golf fans, to be honest. Right. Like we, we pay attention weekly. Yeah. Compared to the masses for sure. Correct. And never heard of this cat. Never. This is again where I'm like, what a mediocre move by the PGA. Yeah. And they I've Damn. seen a lot this last week that they're getting fucking roasted for this. And then where's number one in the world, Rory out? He's tied for like one thirty fifth. Oof. Oof. He's like four over par right now. It's not looking good. No. So I'm just saying, like, that's the thing that I hate about the no more cuts is that then Rory might not be the truly number one in the world. I don't know, but he's right there. Top three, him, Rom Scheffler, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just like last week, your pick when we were betting, Colin Markawa, he's been pegged as the next Tiger. Guy doesn't even make the cut. Yeah. So why should we just make it no cuts for the top 70? Correct. I agree. frustrating i don't like it i don't like it either and you know the more and more i'm reading this shit it's it's really just to try and keep these guys and you're fucking over guys who stayed loyal to the pga and so what are you gonna what are you essentially asking them to do or encouraging them to do go take a contract with live for sure like i said last week the live is the winner Mm -hmm. live wins yeah so, so it's it's not a thing yet. Hopefully, uh, you know, some minds are changed um, on that moving forward. And, and you know, maybe you do a look instead of a no cut. We're gonna we're gonna have ten events where everybody gets paid. Even better. You know what I mean. So that way, if you are the one hundred and thirtieth golfer and you miss the cut, you're still getting a check. Right you know, on these events as opposed to that'd be, that'd be a good uh, kind of medium or a happy medium for me with respect right. to that, you know, to take care of your players a little bit. And apparently I think like taco reached out and was like, well, they're not going to change it for the majors, but the majors is, it's not just what I'm concerned about. Correct. It's any of the events, right? Here we have a no name or after day one. And if you're looking at the weather, all he's got to do is not just like go crazy and he might win. Hold on, win this thing. It's supposed to get super windy and stormy. That's going to right. Totally change the game. But I don't know. dude. It, it is what it is, but it's just like another one of those things where it's like, 
Do they watch any of their events? Like, how much more fun is it when this random is in first place? It's a lot more fun. Yeah. It's more stories, more drama. Right. 100%. So. So, did you hear about this uh, this three-year cruise deal? No. Okay. So, there's this offer, and I don't know which cruise line it's by, but for three years... You can essentially take a cruise nonstop for $30,000 a year. Which breaks down to basically $82 a day to cruise for three straight years. Would you do that? No. If you had... So you had Money's the money not the, the issue. Okay. You're just not a cruise guy. Never been on a cruise. I'm not an ocean guy. Oh. Uh, I love lakes as everybody knows, right? Yeah, yeah. Fearless jumping out of a boat. No problem. Uh, you ever seen the pictures of the shit that's at the bottom of the ocean? Oh, like, for sure. They're fucking aliens. Fish? Yeah. 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 That place is, uh, that's the devil's playground under there. Yeah. I got no problem. Like putting my toes in the sand. Right. But like, I don't want to fly to fucking Hawaii, Jeff. Because really, you go down. What happens? Like I'm well, gonna have to literally be blackout drunk to fly to Hawaii. I mean, uh, hey, just like me in heights. If the plane crashes, you're probably dead, Ben. So I hope. But <laughs> I've also seen a, a pilot land one in the Hudson River. That's fair. That's fair. So I know that they know how to land them fuckers on water, and you got a chance at just dying in a little bit. Yeah. Right. No, I, so. I, I agree. Like the ocean is a scary place. Um, I'm not a big ocean guy either, but I, for some reason, I always get in when I'm by it. I've swam with sharks too. Yeah. Um, you have. Mm-hmm. That was a little heart in my throat moment uh, when yeah. they, they took us like to an edge of a reef. Um, Were you in a cage? No. And they weren't like, they're not like great whites, but you know, don't give a shit. They're still sharks. Right. And like, apparently it's a pretty popular place. And like, so they, they, you know, like literally before we jump in, they just throw chum in the water and like all these, you know, four foot sharks just come up, start eating, swim away. And, you know, we jump in and there's just sharks around swimming around. And yeah, there, there was a moment where we were like, you know, you had like your snorkel gear on and, and I'm swimming yeah. and I'm a little bit further away from the group and like what feels like 20 yards away in the ocean is a significantly larger version of those sharks that were by the boat swimming by and holy shit, you couldn't have got a grease BB up my ass if you tried. When I saw that dude, I turned around and I <laughs> swam as fast as I could back to the group immediately thinking... I just got to get someone between me and this shark in the event something bad happens. Like, they'll eat them. 10,000%. Uh Yeah. The ocean's a fucked up place. It, it, Dude, there's literally a, I mean, I don't know what they're called, but maybe it's like some kind of piranha. It looks like a piranha. But there's literally fish with light bulbs in mm-hmm. the bottom of the ocean, oh, like, yeah. hanging off their head. Yeah. Shout out Finding Nemo. Yeah, but I mean, like, I've seen, like, the scientific, like, pictures of them. Yeah. Terrifying. That scares the fuck out of me. Terrifying. 
a hundred percent. Dude, I am on yeah. your side. Like the ocean is, <laughs> is, is bad, is bad juju, is bad juju. So you're out on cruising for three years. For sure. Also, I've seen too many of videos of where they go through like rough waters, you know, like just a normal cruise, hit some rough waters. No, thank you. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah. No. I uh, couldn't do it, man. I don't know. Yeah. Could you? Could you do it? I don't want to cruise normally. When I vacation, I just I feel like I'm too much on someone else's timeline. But yeah, when you think about it, right, if, if you could... Like if I was 24 years old and making 50 grand a year and I worked remotely. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like, right. Like that I'm kind of in. stuff would be cool. I'm in like they got Wi-Fi. I do, you know, do your job during the day. Like while you're on the boat in your room and then go hang out by the pool, whatever place you're ported at, like free drinks, free food, you yeah. name it. Like it's not a bad life. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I think I honestly would rather live like three months inside like a casino. Yeah. And I would hate that. Like we talked about that this weekend, like the people that do the residencies, like, what do you think that's like? Like residency is a, like they live there. Like that's part of the deal. Some of them do not, right? Like yeah. they'll get their own house, but like, like Carrot Top, he lives at the Luxor because he's Carrot Top. Mm-hmm. Like imagine living at the fucking Luxor. Yeah, that'd be it'd be tough. Be yeah. tough. For sure. But I'd rather do something like that yeah. than cruise. I don't know. That's a good that's wild. Yeah. But that seems like a fair price. For sure. Seems like a great deal. $82 a day. I mean, you're eating like a king. Room, food, like all your all your utility, like that's a steal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When you I mean, think about it. Yeah, I mean, just doing quick math, knowing what I pay in rent a year, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, that's probably that's pretty good. Throw mm-hmm. some food in there. Mm-hmm. And some yeah. drinks on occasion. And yeah, yeah, a pool. Yeah, you name it, right, dude? Um, other story. Wow. Quickly. So have you heard about this Chicago uh, parking, street parking situation? No. Okay. So in 2009, the city leased out its rights to their on-street parking meters to a private investment company because they were hard up for cash for $1.16 billion. Holy shit. By 2020, that firm had recouped all of its original investment and made an additional 500, I think it's 502.5 million dollars more. Guess how much three years ago. Guess how much longer is on that lease? Probably another 10, 15, 20 years. 61 more years. Holy Christ. Talk about the steal of the fucking century, dude. Like what? (laughs) You know, when I hear of deal like financial deals like this, like I understand, like they're and people will be like, well, you don't have the money to do that. Correct. But if you took this proposition to any bank in America, they'd be like, absolutely, we'll fund you for that. 10,000%. Here's the money. Like, 
it'd be like one of those commercials, no credit, zero down. Yeah. Here's $1.1 billion to have the rights to this. Right. Some idiot is just because like municipalities put out these RFPs on these public websites and half of them are, are junk, you know, and a lot of them are for legitimate work. Like, Hey, we need you to, you know, install windows on this building or, you know, repair these doors or, you know, be our electrician or whatever. But Sometimes there are some random ones out there and imagine being just some fucking idiot sitting in your room, looking at this going, holy shit, a 75 year lease on parking meters and I control the prices. Correct. And all they're asking for is, is this $1 billion? I mean, it's basic math to like try and figure that out. Yeah, dude, you go find somebody to finance that split it 50, 50 again in essentially 15 years they paid it back so when did this go to bib 2009 it was in 2009 yeah so 11 years they paid it back so it was a 75 year lease boy yeah (laughs) you wonder why the city of chicago sucks i found it well it's just a prime example of how like stupid a lot of people in government are no, all like all people. The people that get to tell us what to do day to day, they're fucking morons. And there's another example. We're gonna get a you know a billion, one point one billion. Can't forget the six, but one point one six billion, you know, overnight. Wow. Right. So short sighted. So short. Yeah, what does that do for the city of Chicago? Nothing. Yeah. One point six billion dollars doesn't do shit for and, infrastructure, nothing. And they've been like uh, apparently like the citizens of Chicago, the city, like you name it, like they have, they've, they've, it's gone to court like three or four times, like essentially trying to get this shit back because they realize yeah, no. like, how massive a mistake it is. And the judges are all like, look, we recognize this is a terrible deal, but, but it's it done. was the deal they made. Like, cause you don't like it. Doesn't mean we can't like just void this contract, you know? <laughs> So what are we sports betting for? We should be RFB betting. Seriously. Seriously. We got to find some some people with deep pockets, and we'll find some shit like that. Investors? Possibly you. <laughs> Possibly you. <laughs> right off into the fucking sunset. Oh, Christ. Wow. Yeah. That's big. That's tough. That is big. Um. So I sent a text earlier this week. To the like squad? Yeah. From or my to son, me? Or no, from, to the squad. You responded to it. Okay. Uh, from my son, essentially. Sitting on a snow hill, talking to one of his buddies, and I'm just observing them, you know, <laughs> passively. Yes. And he throws out a, a would you rather, and I think I might make this a segment where I just kind of like spy on him and listen to his conversations. So Jackson uh. posed to his friends, would you rather have to wear only underwear in the Arctic or have to wear your snowsuit in the desert? Ben, your thoughts. Well, I'm a natural born polar bear. Okay. I am always hot. Always. Same. Uh, so essentially I sleep in the Arctic every night mm-hmm. in Arizona. Right. We fan on high, AC cranked down low. 
You sleep in a hotel room with me once, you'll understand, right? Yeah. I'm not paying that bill. So it's going down as low as it goes for a weekend. Mm-hmm. So I am going to say, also as someone who lives in the desert, I don't know which desert Jack was talking about. It's the hottest one you can think of. Okay. That's not mine, but it's up there. Um, I'm going to do the underwear in the Arctic for sure. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd do snowsuit desert. While well, who would, do you think would die first? You would. You think? A hundred percent. There's so, no, there was no, there's no context around this. So I could have water. That's for sure. I could have water. As long as I'm hydrating while I might be sweating and uncomfortable as fuck. Uh, which I do not like sweating. I'm a naturally like, I want it cold as well. Like our house at night, right? I drop the heat down to 61, even in the winter, right? Like I've seen, I'm I've moving you, in. I've sent you pictures Build of my basement bedroom. with fucking ice on the walls in the basement yeah. where I play video games where we're recording this, right? Like I like my house cold. Um, and I do not like to sweat, but I would live. <laughs> Is it a life I would want to live? Probably not. Whereas you, yeah. you would just die shortly thereafter. You'd get frostbite and then eventually. But again, you don't know how cold it is. Oh, it's Antarctica, Ben. Well, not Antarctica. It's the Arctic. <laughs> okay. So also global warming, Jeff, get cultured. <laughs> so it's getting hotter where you're at. I'm going to warm with the earth. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't think of that. It's an interesting yeah. twist. It's an yeah, interesting twist. Well, yeah, fucked up there, pal. Uh, no, that's a good. I also love Jack's nine, right? Yeah. You know, I think you grow up, and especially myself as a coach, where like if when I talk to high school kids, I'm like, boy, there's no way we are that stupid. There's no way. But then I think back to something I said earlier on the pod. Your brother's 18th birthday. Four of us slept at your house. You had to think we're the dumbest motherfuckers in the world. Yes. That's correct. But then, flashback, how dumb did everybody think you were when you were 18, right? But it's just like one of those things where you're always like, I was never that stupid. No, we all were. Yeah, for sure. Without question. For sure we were. Without question. Like, I, I... I mean, and not we, saying that Jack's stupid for posing these questions, but it's just like to go into a child's brain where it's like, where's this coming from? Because him and his buddy are sitting on a snow hill where Jack's like, you know what? Well, it's which would you rather? The thing that I love is that's still a thing we do. You know what I mean? Like that's still those are still sure. questions that are posed. Obviously, the scale and or the innocence of them is dramatically different, which is what I Correct. what what I find so funny, right? Like Correct. if that's an an older male, it's you know probably somehow perverse in its nature. Um yeah. and or violent or something stupid like that, right? And his is just they're sitting outside in snowsuits and he's like, Hey man <laughs> Hey buddy, uh hear me out for a second on this one. And I mean, they, Would had, you rather? they had a, a solid five minute question about it. Um, again, just talking about, well, I like snow. I like building snowmen. And, you know, one was like, I, I don't want anybody to see me in my underwear. 
<laughs> it's a great point. You know, you got to be confident to just be rocking underwear all the time, right? So, yeah, just silly little kids. Oh shit, that's great. No, I think that. I mean, you should. I mean, I know you don't want to solicit your children, but I feel like if you just to have it for you, if you did a podcast with Jack and Josh, not together but separate, that would be great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely want to have Jack on uh, only the to just start. Stuff. I mean, like even like because Jack, I mean, nine years old, and I can think of some stuff eighth grade or eight years old. I was in the second grade, right? So that transition, what I was thinking in life, I can remember some of that, what started to be important, what wasn't right. Like Mm -hmm. I remember, I mean, how into football he was this year where he told you, you know, like, Hey, Titans or Jags, whoever wins dad, Mm -hmm. AFC South champs. And you're like, awesome. Jack had no idea. Right. Like, but he's just throwing (laughs) it out because like certain things are starting to be important and that's just plugging into his brain for sure. So I think like if you guys did that, like every year on a birthday to see how where he's they're growing a hundred percent, dude, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. He's, he's big into the NBA now. He's like, Hey dad, uh, any idea who won the Bucks heat game? I'm like, nah, I don't know. Fucking clue. Dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I don't even know if the Timberwolves won, let alone two teams. I hundred percent don't give a shit about that's how you know he's a sports nut and he's nine years old because whatever's on tv is what he's gonna love and we were all that way too there was a time i gave a big fuck about the nba in the winter yeah like same shit hundred percent hundred percent oh that's great dude oh yeah that's great speaking of sports should we get into some picks we shall um you know, before I ask you how you did, I think it's only important because we're kind of both in the same same boat that we lead in with yeah. this. Yeah. This is the worst. <laughs> oh, no. We suck again. I am never going to financially recover from this. Losers, in other words. Well, fucking thing sucks. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. rough week it's a rough week yeah yeah it was um before we go too far give another shout out to ton first ever sports betting experience three for three right uh another shout out to a listener jay diaz hit me up said hey never really bet on golf before but i started listening to you bozos and i threw 10 bucks on john rom to be leading after the first round and he hit 10 to 210 bucks. So shout out Jay. Thanks for listening. I appreciate that. And if you're a random listener and you fade or just bet on shit, cause we bet on shit. Let us know dude. that. That was fun for us to fuck. Yeah. One be absolutely amazed that somebody that we don't know extremely well. Like I know Jay from Fairmont, right? I know him, but it's not like he's one of our guys, you know, not one of our best friends. Like that people actually are listening to our show. I think that was Hell like yeah. a holy shit. Hell like, yeah. Hey, so appreciate you. Um, but yeah, dude, those are some big wins for the, for them. And uh, cheers, Jay. Yeah. Cheers, Jay. Cheers, Ton. Shout um, out, Ton. You two are the. the cock and walk, baby. 
Big winners Boom. of the week. And, and Big winners. Dude, you got a you got a little financial cup recovery back in Vegas. Um, it's not all bad. Ton went three for three, right? It's right. not always about us. It's not all about us. So speak for yourself, dog. Okay. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. JK, JK, JK. Just trying to have like a you know, a nice moment there or yeah. pumping people up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it is fun to hear those stories. Uh, if you have a big win, near better, just send it to us. We're not gonna, we're not the jealous or zealous type. Uh, we enjoy, we like sharing people's successes. Yeah, uh, one win we so, all, win, you know, like that's if, right. If you win, I'm gonna take pride in that. Correct. So, uh, yeah, send us that stuff. Let us know. That's that's fun stuff. So I appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, our picks, though, were rough. Um, Let me tell you something, Jeff. Yes, sir. I know it wasn't one of my picks, but I sent you the, the little screenshot. If I was to pick second placers, I would have done real good last week. You'd be a fucking millionaire. Rory, second. Ah, dude, Kyle Larson, second place. That's tough. That sucks. It's tough. That was a that was a fucking job too, a job and a half. Like, I was watching that race. I know you weren't like necessarily watching it, but I was just watching the little. I literally downloaded the NASCAR app mm-hmm. that refreshes every lap because we were in Vegas yep. and I wasn't trying to be on my phone or watch the race as we go right. And so we had sat down for lunch, and I just I looked to see, and I was like, "Hey, Ton, you know, there's like 20 laps left." So I pulled it up and I set it down. I'm just watching Kyle Larson. I'm like, oh, every lap goes by and it's like three and a half second lead, four and a half second lead. Mm-hmm. We're getting down to the final 10. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. This guy's going to cruise to victory. I get a bet on Kyle Larson more because I picked him. And I said, if it if it doesn't hit, I, I won't pick him anymore. <sighs> that guy, he's going to win the NASCAR championship and I don't get a bet on it. That's the frustrating thing because... He's good. He's really fucking good mm-hmm. at driving a car. Yeah. At left turns, he's probably the best in the world. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. Not so good on the road courses where cars need power, but it's not necessarily always his fault. No. No. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. That Electricity. Was, that was tough. Uh, yeah. Commanding lead, three laps to go. Some guy, I mean, sneezes on the wall, Ben. And even the announcers were like, I cannot believe this is a caution. And So he didn't spin out or nothing, dude. No. No. The guy just, again, just kind of tapped it. And he, the, the person who tapped it was probably in like 11th or 12th. And so they, they just like instantly threw out the caution, um, which gets me going to, you know, shit's rigged. So they throw out a caution. So they regroup everybody. And they have that whole green, white, checkered bullshit. And there's like, because otherwise it was just going to be a runaway. He was going to win it. No one was catching him. He had a, no, for sure. He had for a sure. two and a half second lead with three laps to go. And yeah, the guy who ended up, the guy who won was gaining on him, but it was like a tenth of a second a lap. And there was three laps left. Correct. Right. When the caution came out. Correct. Three or two. Like he wasn't catching him. Correct. Kyle Larson would literally have to fall asleep at the wheel or get pulled over for DWI. For William Byron to have won the race. Correct. Under green. Correct. And so then they, you know, he loses the race off pit road. That's tough. 
Um, you know, everybody gets to pick where they start, which I don't understand that whole thing. Um, and then they restart and there's, you know, two laps to go. They're trying to do this green, white checkered thing. And before the white drops, there's a wreck, like a wreck that takes out three cars and they do not bring up the yellow. That's, that's again, like what the fuck? And you know was, that's because of the week before when all that shit went down and there was like three of them or whatever. Right. Oh, the Daytona 500. It went to yeah. the Daytona 520, I think. Right. Fucking ridiculous. So, so I you mean, got I'm with you on the rig thing, right? Like, I don't like to think that about sports, but if there's one sport where you as the controller could rig, it's that. Mm-hmm. Because all you got to do is get everybody back together just like they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they did, but I am. NASCAR is also like, we know what Kyle Larson did, right? He's blackballed. He doesn't have a sponsor on his car mm-hmm. because of what he said during COVID. We've, we've touched on that in this pod. Mm-hmm. Not a good look. I'm not disputing that at all. But NASCAR is also like if you ask what's a NASCAR fan look like, you're probably going to say a racist. Right. Yep. (laughs) Right. Like, so they're trying to change their image. So don't let the guy win. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. It is bullshit. So hate it. Oh yeah. I went over. You almost hit your XFL bet. God, three for four again. Yep. I love the XFL. Really glad we didn't go to the XFL game, although that was probably the XFL game of the year. But it was so cold in Vegas. I can't even tell you. Interesting. It's like 50 degrees and windy, dude. It was terrible. It's the worst. It's the worst. You just don't get it, dude. You got that good Midwest blood still in you. You just don't get it, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, I've just been bitching about how cold and snowy it's been here all week. You're acclimated, okay? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I'm yeah. not complaining. Uh, yeah. And th- that being said, uh, I did hit a pick this last week from the week before. My Verstappen pick did win. So, yeah. <laughs> little uh, little uh, light at the end of the tunnel there for us. Max we, Verstappen. Uh, also... Big shout out to Formula Un for being super pumped about a podium finish, which is obviously top three. Yeah. But that means a lot. It does. Being top three means a lot. It really so does. So being the first loser and being the second loser mm-hmm. in Formula Un is really good. Learn that. It is. It's where and I, then the, only the top ten get points. And the top three get like the vast majority of them. Sure. And so sure. there's two titles that people go for or in Formula One. It's the driver's championship, which Max will win. I mean, he's after one race, he's minus one seventy five to win the driver's championship. Which is so nuts. Correct. If some, somebody should pull a tiny harding on Max reception. Well, I mean, realistically, what you should do is you should just put some on, like, the guys who are second and third because you never – I mean, who knows? Like, anything could happen. That's, it's unlikely, I, did watch, but... I did watch a Ferrari car 
also lose electricity late in the race. Yeah. Also, can I, I know we're talking about bets here, and we're back on Formula One. Most I've watched Formula One since uh, the Heath Ledger movie, Driven. You ever seen that? No. R.I.P. Heath Ledger. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, but this weekend, which was the first rate, right? Like it's yes. uh, it was in Saudi Arabia. Is that correct? Owner, yeah, Bahrain. Yep. Bahrain. Yeah. Looked like a sweet spot. Really good fireworks after the show too. Mm-hmm. Uh couple things. Soft tires, hard tires. Mm-hmm. Don't know what the, I got to watch the show. I know. But these are just like so many words for my big dumb American brain. Well, I yes. guess. Soft. Also, so yeah, yeah. Go quick. ahead. Tell me, so, tell me about soft tires and, and hard tires. Soft are better handling, but they don't last okay. as long. Hard are not as good of handling, but they last longer on the track. So, like NASCAR tires, mm-hmm. right? Basically, lots of same. rubber. Yeah, basically, a little bit of air. Yeah. Are the soft tires a little bit of rubber, lots of air, like a regular car tire? I do not know that. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out where there's like, what's the hard? Is the hard like a NASCAR tire, you know, where it's like four or five inches of rubber and then like 20 pounds of pressure? It might be. I think what's wild, though, when you see them, when they do those changes, those tires are glossy when they put them on. They're Perfect. Also, how fast the Formula One pit stops are? Half a second. So wild. Dude, holy shit. First off, if they got a NASCAR team over the Formula One, they'd be way faster. Because those guys, they run around the car in NASCAR. We put a little bit of challenge into it. Yeah. Okay. America, we try to do things harder. It is weird. Like, you can, you can uh, under a non-caution... If you have essentially a three-second lead on the person behind you, you can pit and get back out onto the track and maintain your position. Yeah, for sure. That was wild to me to see that shit. <laughs> Whereas that like, is no, no, they're not no, I was like, no, they're not. And then the fact that them fucking cars got lights on them. Mm-hmm. Dude, they put their four-way flashers on when they're going down pit road. That's wild. Isn't that? Mm-hmm. 100%. There ain't no fucking lights on a NASCAR. And they essentially have turbo boost on those They cars. have NAS. It, it, it's called, like, DRS. I don't know what the fuck it stands for, but it essentially opens up... Um, Dick Rider Syndrome? <laughs> we'll call it Dick Rider Syndrome. Um, but I think it's... The downforce reduction system (laughs) or Dick Rider. Um, But it essentially opens up the back wing. And Mm. so they they get like 25 more miles an hour. So like on straightaways, like that's how they they pass a lot doing that because the guy in front of them can't open it up. Yeah, dude, it's just all too much for my... My simple American brain to understand. But it's so fun. Uh, no, it is fun. <laughs> I did have a ton of fun watching that. I felt, I mean, do any Americans drive Formula One cars? Just one. He's on a shit team, though. So he's going to have well, a tough, he's going to have a tough drive this year. What's his name? I do not know. Jeez, some fucking patriot you are, Jeff. 
Yeah, just kidding. I think it's JK. like a Logan or something. Uh, it better say. it better be like Braxton with six X's or something. <laughs> like the most American, and I hope he has a mullet. <laughs> That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. Um, so what are you liking this week? What aren't I liking, you know? Oh, fire away. Um, well, we are, the NASCAR is here this weekend. Um, so with NASCAR being in Phoenix and having to pick somebody other than Kyle Larson, mm-hmm. did a little bit of research, been watching NASCAR too. It's Kevin Harvick's last year. Mm-hmm. You know who Kevin Harvick's sponsor is? No. Bushlight. <sighs> Drives some real sweet Bushlight cars. Uh, but he's done real good at Phoenix. Okay. He doesn't have a win yet this year. I know there's only, I think this is the fourth race of the year. Okay. But I'm going to go Kevin Harvick, top three, plus 350. Book it. Well, I already did. Yep, I booked them. So book it. All right. Well, I know you made this very public proclamation about not but betting on Kyle Larson. You're a son of a bitch for doing this to me. If he ever if he didn't win this last week. But I did not make that bet. <sighs> so I'm gonna take him. To, to win, win outright. To win outright plus eight fifty. <laughs> I'm going to trust your big NASCAR brain and say, let's see if we can't ride this pony and see what happens. I love it. So here's the deal. Not that we illegally sports bet. Well, I don't. It's legal here. You have $33.75 technically in my account. You want me to start placing these bets for you? Let's, Let's go. So, yeah, Larson. Plus 850 uh, is my first. Love it. Love it. Love it. Here we go. Kyle Larson plus 850. What do you want on it, dude? 510? Let's roll 5375. We'll roll five. I got two more. Okay. 4250. Jeez Louise. All right. Um, So my next one. I don't do a lot of these on the pod, and I kind of feel bad for doing this one. But talk a lot about golf DFS. I love golf DFS. Okay. I love NASCAR DFS. Yep. It's a major, so it's a Millie Maker weekend. You boys sitting in a good spot. Probably not going to be able to retire this weekend, but we got it. We got we're we're gonna probably win some money, right? We're already in the money after day one. That's a good spot to be going into the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I took my guy this weekend. Scotty Chef plays top five, minus one oh five. It's a real weak bet for me, but I'm trying to get back to even. Trying to roll three for three this week. Here we go. Whatever it takes to get on the train, you know. You got to It's not like you're not winning money. It's just Correct. I like to win more, right? That was top five. Yeah, minus one hundred five. Okay. Him and uh, him and Colin are the only two under plus money. 
Yeah, for top five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and before I could text you, um, after it, – it's a weird thing he does where he has terrible showings and then shows up. And before I could text you, Morikawa to win outright, he went out and put on a fucking show. Show today um and as you mentioned earlier you know he's not leading uh somebody else is we don't know his name it's probably Chaz chesterfield smith jr or something (laughs) that's exactly it you nailed it dude um but i just like his pedigree I, i ride that horse i did not say i will never bet on him again and so after round one i'm taking marikawa to win outright plus 330 yep i love it uh, it's Chad Ramsey, by the way. He oh, also Chad. set the course record. That's incredible. That course. Colin is, was one stroke away. That course is eating people's lunches. Yeah, so had a big drive today. Went down to Casa Grande and then down to Tucson. So I was listening all day, and they kept like, oh, the average score is this, and it kept getting higher and higher through the day. Mm-hmm. Those guys played early. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Morikawa was one off from winning or from winning from setting the course record, and that Chad Ramsey, actually Ramey, it's not even Ramsey. Yeah, Ramey sounds right. Ramey, Chad Ramey, R A M E Y. Open to interpretation. Uh, Ramewe. Yeah. Ramewe. Ram. He's American, so probably no French, but he might be from Louisiana. Who knows? Never know. And is it Chad? Uh, Chad. <laughs> might be Chad. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's eight under. Yeah. That ain't going to hold up. No, no. Sorry, buddy. Uh, so uh, like a cool thing. So one, I, we got a shout out to, to Ty, even though he doesn't listen. Um, no, he has been, he told me the other day, actually I went and saw him the other day and he was listening to ours from last week and he's like, this is so good. Love that. And I was like, yeah. So he was a little behind, but uh, he was listening. He get, was catching back up, and he's caught like, back up. Shit. And he sent a text this morning of must have been eighteen different three ball bets. Yeah, I couldn't get it to load, so I didn't even see this. But I'm gonna watch it right now because I was in Shitsville, Arizona, trying sure. to get something to load. So, dude, this he rolled out like eighteen three ball bets where you're just trying to pick the winner of the that threesome. Uh, put ten cents down on it to win two hundred and forty some odd thousand bucks. Yeah, just, I hope he does. Just a glorious bet. And then we started to have this conversation. It's like, holy shit! If that's what you can kind of like roll out there for ten cents. Yeah. If I lived where you guys did and I had some time on my hands, I would one hundred percent be placing no less than a hundred of those a week. Yeah, I mean, I do, like, during the NFL season, I do a 20-leg parlay every week that I put 10 cents on because you can't win more than a million dollars online. Okay. You have to go to a book. So sometimes I have to bring it back, like, 9 cents, 8 cents. But I go to every game, and I'll pick, like, a touchdown score, like, a over on yards. Sure. Who I think is going to win over on yards passing, over on yards rushing. And I just kind of like go through. Obviously, you would know if I had hit one of those. Correct, yeah. But I like to show those off to people, and everybody laughs. 
but it's the most fun fucking thing in the world to have eight cents on a bet and be like, boy, I could see all of these things happening for sure. And fucking walking away a millionaire today. Yeah. Well, and again, like to me, it's, I'm just sitting here thinking for 10 cents, I could put together a hundred combinations of for sure of that shit and only be out 10 bucks. And if one of them hits, you're up yeah. 200 grand. But you know, what's great is, when we met the guy at the at the bar for the USC fight, yeah. Ton's like, how do you become a professional gambler? That's it right there. You have one good win where you can quit your job that you don't like for a little bit, and then you're like, I'm diving into the books on everything, and you do shit like that, and one does hit. Yeah. And they do hit because FanDuel posts them. Correct. Right? Correct. Like, people spend a dollar and win $150,000 a lot. Yeah. A lot more than they fucking should. And and you know it's because they're doing shit like that, right? Like they're correct. They're putting they're not that's not their bet for the no. weekend. They have four hundred other other ones correct. out there just hoping and a praying. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they do and that, let's say they don't do ten cents, they do a quarter mm-hmm. or a whole dollar. Mm-hmm. You know? Whatever, and they do a hundred bucks every week, which a lot of people do. It's not out of the realm of possibilities there. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's someday, your, someday. What's your third pick? Well, back to the well. The old XFL. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm laughs> four black. games. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Four leg parlay. Jeff, we're parlay guys, you know? We are. Um, kind of live and die on that life. Lived, we lived for a long time on parlay. For right? sure. All season. All Even year. got a little reckless at times. A little bit. Last week of the year, we did really did. Uh, but anyways, I've been three for four. Mm-hmm. Done some different stuff. Here's what I really love about the XFL. Them over-unders. They're starting to climb. They're hitting the 40-point threshold. 41, 42 and a half. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. So this week, we're going straight money line. We got the Roughnecks, the DC Defenders, shout out, the Dragons, and the Renegades. All money line winners, plus 569. Excellent. Excellent choices. Thank you. I will be invested in that this weekend. And I'm yeah, you fi- will. I'm fin- finishing my shit up with a parlay as well. Love it. Uh, Love it. We're going college basketball. Ooh. Duke to win the ACC championship. Purdue to win the Big Ten championship. What's that come out to be? Plus 635. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, 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 wow. And those are the chalk. <laughs> yeah, that's solid. See what happens. I like that. And I wanted to like throw in uh, on some other ones, but they didn't feel like any of the other ones were like worth a shit. So I just went with no. two. Let's see what happens, right? Yeah, let's do it. 
Um, also, uh, next week, I I said I was going to do it, and I'm doing it. I'm making a significant financial investment. Mm-hmm. I'm putting $5 on every dog in the tournament. I'll split it so, with you. All right. Fuck it. Let's do it. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's do it for the pod. Let's, let's, do let's it. see what that experiment is like. Honestly, here's the deal. Another another week of the Back to Even podcast, another Peter Hill shout out. He tried talking me off the ledge. He said, save yourself 40 bucks and don't bet on the 15, 16 seats. But here's the deal. Saw the first ever 16 seed, what, three years ago, mm-hmm. right? UMBC being Virginia. Yeah. 15 seed has hit the last two years. I'm not going to save my $5 to not hit on one of those. No. So I'm going. Yeah. And I think, honestly, especially if you watch men's college athletics, the gap is closing, right, from those big-time schools, especially in a game like basketball. Obviously not football, but the gap is closing. Yep. So I think you'll see a little more upsets. I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's well, do it, Jeff. It's exactly why you're seeing what you're seeing uh, right. in the last two years. This is legit basketball talk. And I feel like we talked about it. Or no, we didn't. I talked about it with my buddy um, the other day. But five 22-year-old seniors who've played together for four years can, without a doubt, beat five 18-year-old freshmen who are 20 20- or 30 games or 40 games into their fucking playing career together. For sure. Who've never Who felt was that pressure. Last year, same. So, what? What was that school? Do you remember? The 15 seed that beat Kentucky? St. Bonaventure, St. No. Jimmy Josephs. Uh, we'll have to look it up. But, I mean, they did. They then they went on a run. It was the same thing. They were all old. Correct. And one kid was grad transferred somewhere else and, like, they, they were all essentially they're all still playing, but they're all grad transfers right now. Yeah, you're 100 percent correct. Yeah, I mean those are men. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, and they've been through some shit. They've gotten the shit kicked out of them, and they've been through battles together. Like they know how right. people will respond. And look, like 18 year old kids are sometimes Stupid. they're great, without a doubt. Like sometimes you get the Fab Five, but sometimes you get Chris Weber in the corner calling a timeout. Right. So, St. Peter's. St. Peter's. Year. That's right. So, yeah, I love that bet. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, I got one final shout out before we wrap this up. Yeah. Because um, we are two hours in now. Wow. Christ. Good for us. Christ on crutches. Uh, shout out to the comment of the week um, from a random listener. We won't use their government name, we'll just say they are in the COD squad. Our uh, our random review of the week, vloggers with joggers. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That so, was good. Shout out, bud. You know who you are. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate you listening and actually giving us feedback. That's always exciting. And yeah, that is exciting. That's how we know you listen. Hundred percent. Especially if you're listening now. If you're at that two minute mark, two hour. Jeez, Louise. We've been on here so long, I forgot how words work. <laughs> if you're at this two-hour mark and you're still listening, send us something. 
Send us something stupid. Be like, hey, your bets suck. Actually, that's exactly what I want you to do. Tomorrow, if you listen all the way to the end, to this point right now, I want you to respond to our Instagram or comment on our Instagram post, your bets suck. Or the Twitter. Or the Twitter. Or just text us. Either way. Or or text us, call us, whoever. It's weird. I know people listen. Yes, we do. Because I see the list, the downloads. <laughs> right, we do know, <laughs> but it's nice to know, you know. Like I think I know. I know I have friends that text me that listen. Right, like God, you and Jeff are assholes. You <laughs> pieces of shit people. And I'm like, yeah, we are. So, yeah. So good shit, good shit, dude. Shout out. Uh, you bet, brother. Always fun. Glad always to have you back. Blast. Back to even. We are. Do your thing, boy. All right. I uh, appreciate y'all listening. A happy Friday. Go kill it. Enjoy the weekend. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again, rate five stars. Be good, everybody. And whatever you do, get back to even. Why you gotta be a I just like my privacy It ain't nothing wrong If you choosing not to ride with me I got a sidekick You know how Batman robbing me Oh, Bonnie and Clyde My feelings is down to ride me. I just say the word The dog is jumping the fence I ain't say a word The shorty say give me dance Oh, that was your girl She screaming my government I hopped off the curb I ain't looking back since